0: and i hope um you're going to enjoy the um holiday season whether you're celebrating uh christmas or not just hoping you're um, you're having a good time yeah i um i will be um celebrating with my uh, with my partner um and i'm looking forward to it you know it's uh, it's exciting and um i'm you know very grateful to a lot of things uh, this year, I, um, you know, I've got to graduate to finish the dialectical um, the behavioral therapy course, and uh, you know, it's been it's been emotional, you know, but um, I'm uh, a part of me. Is it's 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 happy that it's over, but and it's happy that. I've I got to learn a lot, and I am using things. I'm still learning, you know. I'm still trying my best to um, live, and uh, it's working all right. You know, I think I'm I'm doing pretty pretty well. You know, it's uh, it's been a it's been a challenging month, the whole December. Um, Even this week, very stressful. You know, I think um, every year before. Christmas, I just forget what day it is, you know. I everything it's a mess. It's not a, it's not a standard week, you know. Every, every day feels like a double shift working day kind of kind of day. But um, I'm excited now to have a couple of days off. You know, even uh, even with the days off, I'm not going to take time off from this. I um, will keep releasing. You know, this is coming out on Christmas Day. And uh, there is another one coming next Monday in the New Year's Day. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Uh, What's happened this week? Well, I've recorded the last few episodes of uh, the Borderline Podcast Disorder for this year. You know, I had some incredible guests. I'm really excited um, to share what we talked about with you folks. I'm hopeful that you're going to love it as well. I, um, I'm i pretty sure, yeah, we reached 17 countries, you know, um, where this podcast has been listened to. We've got um, around 200 people listening. So thank you, folks. I appreciate you a lot. And I hope uh, for these numbers to get bigger and bigger. Um, yeah, but uh, I usually actually, I used to have for the first few weeks a, a, s- a much better script. However, this week I'm I guess freestyling a little bit because I'm I'm more comfortable to I I just want to share with you I guess um what's what's been happening, you know, and I want to, to try it this way. So, yeah. On uh, Monday and Wednesday and th- sorry, Monday and Thursday, I had a couple of interviews. I um ended up to uh, to do a gig, you know, in Croydon on Thursday evening. Mm-hmm and um really loved it big smoke comedy um fun comedy night uh they did some improv at the end i um not comfortable with improv you know haven't done done it before m- uh, many times uh but it was exciting and i always i loved uh, i love to be there and uh i think i um i didn't enjoy the commute back home you know that was very very tiring and i <laughs> a part of me just i guess even regretted um being a comedian and you know having to to put up with um, getting home late and things like that but um i wouldn't do anything else you know because i, I love comedy and um uh, i did some some new bits you know i did some some stuff that about my my parents and um uh, you know about being grateful for what you got and um it worked you know it wasn't too bad i think if i if i say so myself now saturday i got a um a um, what's it called like a, a care package for my sister so um big up to her i uh, i got loads of like cured meats and uh romanian delicatessen for um for christmas I had to travel, I had to take, I had to spend 60 quid on the taxis, on taxis, not a taxi, but two, um, to go and pick up the parcel, then get back home, and, um, yeah, that was a bit annoying, but, um, I've drunk enough eggnog lattes this, uh, winter season that I got my first free eggnog latte today, so that was, I guess, that was a positive, you know, and, um... Yeah, I'm probably going to try and get a couple more gigs by the end of the year, even though so far as it stands, I'm um, off comedy until next year. But um, yeah, I found out actually some shows that were I was meant to have in January uh, were postponed. And it's a bit of a shame, but you know what? It's it's fine. I uh, I actually started writing a lot more. I do about uh, 10, 15 minutes of writing every day, and uh, sometimes it's comedy, or sometimes I'm just trying to work on the stories I already have. But sometimes it's, um, you know, I just started journaling more again. And um, yeah, I uh, I think this week I, I had to be reminding myself of things I'm grateful for, people that I'm grateful for. I'm probably gonna message a couple of people in the next few days. Um just to thank them for, you know, being um a part of me, a part of this journey. And um yeah, I'm probably I'm probably gonna do that. I mean I might not, to be fair. I I'm really bad at texting. But who knows, you know, I, I would like to think that by this time next week I have messaged some people and I let them know how important they are. And if you got someone that you want to, you know, remind um them of your I guess gratitude, love, etc. Do it. You know, you, you should do it because it's uh, it's wonderful. I know that when people message me, yeah, it does happen sometimes. I'm not just making this up. But uh yeah when people message me it makes me feel great. Actually one of my um one of my friends from um that I made when I moved to London chick. She owns this um Brilliant um, vegan cake shop in um, near the Arsenal Stadium. Uh, cookies and cream. She's messaged me and uh, just to wish me, you know, happy holidays. And I, I just, it just made me feel very happy. You know, I, um, I loved it. I and you know, I I'll, I'll messaged her back. But again, I will message more people. This is my promise to um, to anyone listening that I will probably try my best to reach out. But, um, you know, I'm not going to take any more of your time. I just want to wish you um, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Agnos e Felicidad. Um, I don't think it's any copyright infringement, right? Because I didn't sing it. I just said some words. But um, today's episode is going to be... It's a good one. You know, I had a lot of fun recording it. I uh, talked with uh, Millie Dollar, um, brilliant comedian, uh, brilliant artist. You know, she's got some very cool stories and it's a shame that the podcast had to eventually end. I feel like this could have easily been a much longer podcast. So I'd love to, um, to continue the conversation with her. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. And, um, yeah, talk to you soon.
1: Hello, Millie. How's it going?
2: Hello. Yeah, I'm doing good today. Thanks. How are you doing?
1: I'm all right, thank you. How's your week been?
2: It has been a little bit of a hectic week for me this week. Um, it was as well as like obviously doing all the comedy stuff, I do uh, run entertainments for a venue in Liverpool. So with it being Halloween weekend, I've had a very interesting uh, few days of people dressed up in all sorts of weird costumes um, in the venue everywhere. Like there was a guy in a pinhead mask last night. A pinhead, uh, yeah, from the Hellraiser movies.
1: Oh God. But okay. it was
2: a, a rubber mask and he was drinking his pint through the mask and it just it really unsettled me. That was, <laughs> I was really wow. unsettled by that.
1: <laughs> did you, um, <laughs> did you have to, uh, did, did anyone got kicked out for their, I don't know, either having a, either too offensive, aggressive, whatever costume?
2: No, we didn't. But we did have a woman who had to be kicked out because she was dressed as a cat and she's done that thing where she's like, I'm a sexy cat now. Um, and obviously in the venue, we have dancers on the tables, um, but we don't allow customers on the tables. She climbed up onto a middle table and started crawling across it like, I'm a sexy cat. And uh, obviously, <laughs> I was right, you need to get out.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a
2: cat. You're not sexy. Get out. Um,
1: oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um... No, that sounds amazing. I, I think I was <laughs> I was walking home last night because uh, I went to watch the rugby final um, with a yeah. friend of mine, and there was this um, this woman just like kind of like shouting, but basically he was helped out of a pub but she had no shoes on. Right?
2: Ah, yes. That, and that's quite a common occurrence.
1: And uh, I, I think. <laughs> And it was raining. I, I don't like the weather. I don't know oh, what shoot. what what's it like in Liverpool, but like in, in London, it's it, been be uh,
2: a miserable the past few days. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I, and I, I remember just looking back, and I was like, "Where's her shoes?"
2: We've actually like we've got a lost and found box in work, and last night we found a woman who had also she lost her shoes. But luckily in the lost of bound box, we had another pair of shoes in her size <laughs> and they worked with her outfit. So, you know, happy days.
1: <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this is amazing. You can get like a, a cloak room for,
2: uh... yeah, we're just a huge shoe swap
1: service. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, you know, when they do, they revamp uh, tires. Yeah. You know, you just like bring in some shoes and you just take any other shoes that might fit. Yeah,
2: you never know. You might end up with a better pair of shoes.
1: I was thinking about it. I, I, w- I walked past um, a vintage uh, shop yesterday because I was in Notting Hill as well before the the game and they had the they had like Balenciaga trainers and like like yeah, those like Gucci trainers. I think trainers.
2: I know the shop you mean, yeah. It's a um, really really fancy vintage shop where everything's very expensive.
1: Yeah, and I I remember going in and going like, "Oh, vintage it equals yeah. affordable." And then I was like, "500 pounds, no thanks." I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll" yeah. Uh, yeah, And
2: now vintage isn't, it doesn't mean affordable anymore.
1: Yeah, like, it's just crazy. I've been,
2: yeah, I've been wearing like vintage dresses and collecting things for the past 20 years. And I, it used to be normal to go and get a brand new dress for five pounds. And the, the same dress now, they'd probably want 50.
1: It's mad because I think when I, because uh, I, I was born, I was, ra- I was born and raised in Romania. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like embarrassing because I remember my mom used to go around thrift shops and like, you know, just to like have a an nosy and you wouldn't tell people that you went to a, to a vintage shop, you know, like you didn't go because you, you call it second hand. Yeah, that was the actual, I think it's the German name for like a tree shop as well. But so we do in Romania, we just call it secondhand shop. Mm-hmm. So you'd go and you'd like find something. And then I remember I used to buy like football t-shirts. That's, that's the only place where my mom let me buy football t-shirts from. Cause yeah. they were like oh, so much cheaper and yeah. people would be like, I remember I had like a, a, a random Turkish football club t-shirt oh,
2: so it wasn't even teams you were supporting you just like anything no anything
1: yeah yeah i had i i mean I, I had loads of um random ones and uh i remember and again i i was such an i was as was a huge liar as a kid and uh um, aren't we
2: all as children yeah. don't we all lie yeah.
1: and then and then and then my friends at school would be oh what how come you have that t-shirt and oh well you know my dad had some business in uh, in Turkey, and uh, <laughs> he just bought me this jersey. Um, yeah, like I would just come up with like the randomest of uh, things. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think vintage; it's very unaffordable. No, it's it's getting there. It's, it's, it's still it's okay. Get, yeah, it's
2: like you still have to hunt, and you can still occasionally find that charity shop that are still like existing somewhere in two thousand and
1: two sort of ideals where i don't know have you seen there are now two types of charity shops there are premium charity shops yeah and standard charity shops
2: yeah i think designer charity shops is a weird new thing
1: yeah like there is one in, uh, in in angel um in london and you walk past it so there are actually two on the same street and one of them is just like your traditional you know like a rack full of clothes five pound whichever item and yeah. then two doors down same charity shop but everything is like put on like mannequins and it's try th- sort of like four times the price and yeah it's just oh god yeah it's it's very and again it's I mean, it's, it, it, it's a whole world
2: of itself though it's like i remember being in Notting hill and I went into that shop and had a little browse around but I was doing a photo shoot that day so i was I'd been given a, a beautiful, like, vintage 60s dress by one of my friends for, from her boutique. And I was walking around doing a shoot, and I, while we were, like, setting up for a shot, this very small, probably, like, six or seven-year-old girl stopped, looked me up and down, and just said, <laughs> no. I was like, I've just been critiqued by a child. God. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a whole world in itself, you know.
1: Yeah, well that, that, that that's uh but well, wait, so when you do the the photo shoots, then yeah. Oh, you have you give I mean yeah, that actually makes sense as I say it cuz you have to give the did, clothes back or yeah. yeah.
2: well she didn't like the shoes with the dress I guess. I don't know. Maybe I should have called into my work and got a different pair.
1: I think you know, I I also noticed that uh, cuz I see my my niece she did the I mean she's 10 now and she's getting I feel like that's the the peak where she judges everyone.
2: Yeah, you know, no one could you faster than a child.
1: Yeah, yeah, like you, you, you know, uh, again, you, you tame, I guess, your inner, you know, voice at times, and you're like, oh, I wouldn't wear this, but then my niece, she goes like, oh, that's ugly, like, <laughs> you know, no filter, no, no heads up, no. Yeah. Can I give you my opinion? It's just no.
2: Yeah, that's why we all need a niece or nephew that we take clothes shopping with us.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. but uh, I mean, look, I, I don't want to to start a fight with my my niece, but she's—I don't think her taste is great anyway. Like <laughs> the, the, Yeah, the things she comes up with. But I guess we're from two different worlds. I, I guess, um, but yeah, no. So okay, the the week has been um, it's been an interesting one. I actually forgot about Halloween until last night. I was like,
2: it was only when you saw everyone in costume and went, "What is going on?"
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this? Is this South Africa or is it New Zealand yeah. fans dressed as Superman? <laughs> I, I actually, you know, I think I was in the tube last night and uh, there was, there were, everyone was, I didn't really enjoy it because everyone was dressed as a, as a sexy something like there was yeah. this guy who was like a sexy Dracula. And there was this girl who was, I think she was trying to be the, you know, that, it's it's from a from a from a novel from a german novel the 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 lady in like the red dress you know the one that picks mushrooms from the forest oh i don't
2: know are you sure it wasn't um pearl you mm. know the new horror film pearl
1: no okay maybe because it she was, she was like a like a red dress with like white bubbles you know like and oh okay and it looked like again. It was like one of those outfits that I I've seen or like you you get like in in books when you're a child and then but then this it's, this girl
2: it's hard to go for a niche costume
1: and but then she she had like like blood stains on her and you know and I was like oh like I I don't understand I don't know I I just I I felt like what happened to like the horrible costumes like what happened to <laughs> the evil doctor and what happened you know yeah. what where, where are those people up
2: I know. I, I say that but the last year I went as Lisa from the room I don't know if you've ever seen it's a Tommy Wiseau film and it's the oh, okay. best worst film ever made <laughs> so no. I had like a little blonde wig on and a, the red dress that should they have a whole thing around in the movie and oh, I had to have think... a you know it
1: I think so. I, uh, when yeah. you said the, the yeah, the blonde uh, hair with red dress, uh, it might not be the same movie, but I think I've seen it. or like, I've, like, I've heard of it, yeah.
2: I had to carry around the picture frame with a spoon in it so that people would kind of get the reference a bit more. <laughs> but it's only if they really know the film that they get the reference. But I turned it into a one-person drinking game, which is really fun for me because I don't drink. But any time I would say a quote from the film, my friends would all have to drink.
1: And did you get them? How, oh yeah, how, they, they were yeah. they were
2: they were pretty gone Because there's a lot of there's a lot of quotable
1: moments in that film. Wow, nice. That's uh, <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I, it's I, really
2: I, fun. I recommend becoming a one person drinking game, especially when you're then just driving home and leaving them to it. <laughs>
1: Oh god. <laughs> it's like wow, well, like, good yeah, luck. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: this was fun for me. I'm off now.
2: yeah I'm watching you suffer and now I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: good good luck getting a taxi in yeah. the state. Yeah. Uh no, I um wow, okay, but um uh ah, sorry.
2: That's okay.
1: Um I was going to say cuz now it sounds like you know you've got um all those you had like a drinking game after you do stand-up comedy for uh, how long have you done it for?
2: It's uh, about a year and a half. So it's still relatively new, still quite a, a new thing for me. And um, because I'm juggling it with a day job because I, I, you know, a fully fully old adult <laughs> who <laughs> has to have a full day job. Um, it is tricky to kind of juggle the two. So I squeeze in gigs as and when I can, but it does mean that I'm like, maybe working seven days a week with one or two comedy shows in the midst of it.
1: Wow, and then you do because you still you do obviously you like running run events, but you also you do burlesque as well, right?
2: Yeah so... well, I did burlesque for about seventeen years. So that's quite yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a very long, long time. I started um when I was about twenty one, I started doing burlesque. Um and I don't really get to do that as much these days which is a shame. I still like, very much enjoy it. But back when, even four or five years ago, uh, I was able to like freely travel around Europe doing shows. That's awesome. And, of course, now with Brexit, you'll see a lot of castings for cabaret shows that state that you have to have a European passport. Oh. Yeah. So it's not easy to be... Uh, are based in the UK burlesque dancer these days because we've lost quite a lot of that in like you know ability to travel and do those
1: shows oh that's such a shame
2: it is I mean I'm glad that I I got to experience all of that and I actually do you know travel around the world because I got to go to some absolutely amazing places like I've I've danced burlesque all over the world pretty much that's Um, so cool like there's a few places that are still on my bucket list and like I would like to perform there one day. Um, but I think even to just be able to look back and go, Wow, I got to like go and go to LA and dance there, or I got to go to Kathmandu and dance there and you know, I got to do all these amazing things and then it was my job. You know? That's, so it's yeah. always gonna have been an amazing experience. But yeah, now I'm kind of settled down now and in, in in my new, new life i guess <laughs> but
1: it's still, it's still a, i think it, it, i mean it's still it's an it's an amazing life because I, I i love liverpool so much
2: yeah um, liverpool it's a great town
1: and i think yeah, every time i i gig there and i i seen to be fair that uh, at least recently you've been gigging quite a bit because I've seen like loads of uh, I love your uh, notifications and you're like oh I'm gigging there tonight I'm gigging here yeah. it, it looks re- really really good it's a nice reminder as well of like how um, again it's, it's a huge comedy scene so
2: it is and I think like the, the comedy scene in the northwest of England and maybe even the northeast I haven't even got to venture out there yet I mean it's it's a really bustling but it is a very fun quite supportive scene
1: it is I, I i found it really um i i'm glad in one hand i'm so glad i started there yeah
2: um
1: because it's it's kind of shocking coming to london and it's uh, it, it feels more like it's each for it like everyone is for all for their own for them yeah. in, in a, not in a negative way it's just in a way of like okay cool you kind of you know have to pick up your stuff and, you know, do you do the best you can. It's, it's harder to, to get like empathy, I guess. While in, in, um, yeah, in Manchester and London, in Liverpool, you, it's so easy to, I have a, a sort of support or I, again, for the beginning, I love the, I love the fact that I, I was there.
2: Yeah. Uh, so that so you can actually go over jokes with people like before you go on stage with them. Um, I, I'm in a, a comedy group chat, um with just like Northwest Liverpool-based sort of comedians. I I am the only woman in the group chat, but <laughs> you know <laughs> I I've seen and heard a lot of things. I feel like I'm getting an education into the mind of men.
1: So. <laughs> how 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 so? Just
2: the way the like the, the, the difference between the way that men and women communicate. If that okay. makes sense, you know. It, but it it's also seeing that they're they are like really supportive of each other and like will lift each other up but you know, they're there for each other. Sorry, I, I think- mean, I don't like that my nickname for a bit was Token Woman. It's been changed now, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. but it, is, <laughs> it is kind of fun to be able to, like, banter with them. But, um, I'm not sure, like, how now as a 38-year-old woman I feel about being one of the lads.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's- <laughs> i mean mo i think i think most of the the lads they don't want to be a part of the lads anymore so
2: mm.
1: you know the are the, we moving
2: it, on from lad culture
1: yeah i get. i don't know i guess it's i actually i don't know i feel like sometimes i'm like oh yeah things are moving so like in a, in a very good direction and sometimes i'm like oh no never mind
2: <laughs> take, it back. I'll take it back yeah
1: i'll take it yeah i'm like oh well not yet not yet but who knows one day I'll, however yeah i think liverpool is it's amazing and i um you've done hot water for uh, quite a few yeah. times yeah quite, well, quite a like bit
2: it, of a regular there <laughs> so, which is I'm amazing sure they're sick of the sight of me but it's all good
1: <laughs> no yeah i think it, it's 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 definitely my favorite um it's my favorite club, I think, that I've ever done a gig or I actually been yeah. in. Um, but yeah, you, how do you? How? I mean, how was it like starting? Like, how did you? How? What made you start? Do, start doing comedy? Why did
0: you start doing comedy?
2: Well, um, when like when I was growing up, my mom always said, "Oh, you should be a comedian," because she always thought that I was quite like dry and had a quick wit um and i just didn't want to do what my mom told me to so obviously it took me a lot longer to actually get to that point than it might have done um but it was something that like i've always been into into comedy it's something that i bonded with my family like my dad mainly over over like our favorite comedians Over watching comedy specials and now going to a lot of comedy shows so every now and then he'll just send me a link like do you want to go to see the show? Like,
1: nice. Yes. Where have, uh, yeah. have you gone to watch recently?
2: Um, recently I went, I um, saw Troy Hawk. Um it was the most recent show I went to. Oh, was um, it? And it was doing his work in progress. It was really good. Um, he's a really nice guy as well. Um, uh, yeah, my dad really enjoyed it. I think he quite, he follows his work a lot. Nice. Um, But before that, I think we've gone to see quite a few over the summer. So we went to, um, I can't remember the name of the event, but it's a big outdoor event in um, Manchester.
1: Oh, is it the one at the, oh God, made by the comedy store?
2: I I think so. I'm not not sure the name of it. It's opposite Uh,
1: the Piccadilly train station, right?
2: Uh, no I don't it's more um see I'm I'm terrible now because I drive everywhere so I'm like I can tell you what car park it's near (laughs) 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 but um yeah we went to see a show there so we we did a double bill with uh, Adam Buxton doing his live book show and then afterwards I think it was uh, Ed Gamble, Fern Brady, Maisie Adams, and a couple of others but their names escape my mind at this point in the
1: night it's okay I think yeah. it, it, <laughs> you named some some really really good comedians and I think uh, this is yeah it, it's really I, I find it so uh, insp- I don't watch as much comedy as I I think I'm quite the opposite because since I started doing do comedy you, I, do you
2: avoid comedy then or?
1: no I don't avoid it it's just that I I find it I I sometimes I can watch something and I'm like okay cool that's it I'm gonna watch it later and I forget watching it and also I think the only comedian I, I went to watch uh, Hollywood's Work in Progress like but that's like months ago and then the last time when I actually went to a comedy show um, was in March or April. That
2: was so long ago. I know, <laughs> and,
1: but I watched Joe Mandy, which I love. I think his yeah. April. It was April, and I, I loved Joe Mandy so much, and I think his his show was incredible. But that was it. Yeah, I
2: don't know if you find this, but I found now that when I do go and watch comedy, I I am already able to see where the pen punchline is heading. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you know what's going to come, so it starts to be a bit like, oh, this is going to say this now. or...
1: I think this is my uh, this is this is one of my my issues because I know I'm not I'm not gonna not, I'm not originally saying this because I know I heard it somewhere else before but I feel like doing comedy is ruined comedy for me because <laughs> I I sometimes see I don't necessarily get drawn in the moment I'm just like oh that was good yeah or oh nice or like but you know like, it, my, like
2: it, it makes you appreciate a very good joke more.
1: Yeah, which but is if nice. If they
2: managed to subvert it for you as a comedian, you're like, ah, okay, yeah, that was good.
1: This is why I think I actually I, I do uh, I, I do and also I, I I do notice now what it means when I started doing comedy and people were, oh, that's too predictable. You gotta because now I go yeah. and I watch other people do, say predictable stuff, and I'm I'm like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, it's, it's very, very, uh, it's very interesting. I think it's, but I, again, I, I still, I love comedy very much. It's just that mm-hmm. I think, especially because in here, um, most of the gigs that I, I go to, cause I don't do those like bringers and stuff that are happening around London, but, um, I do go and like, I usually have to like stay till the end. So, because I kind of like see that those comedians are like, because I'm still like watching two hours of comedy yeah I'm yeah I think when I get home I'm kind of no and also when I have like an evening off I'm probably just want to want to do something else I think I've watched um, Judah Friedlander which is one of the specials I always go back to Judah Friedlander uh, America is the greatest country in the United States yeah and I just
2: I haven't seen that one
1: it's, it's really, I think it's, it's really good. It's such a clever guy. And it's a shame he's not. I think that was the last one he's released, and he was in 2017. Mm. Yeah, or well, I have uh, George Carlin's downloaded on my phone. And I just keep watching George Carlin's yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's, he's a name that co-
2: pops up again and again when I like. Because I'm doing the whole um, online dating thing now. And obviously, being a comedian, they're like, so who's your favorite comedian? And you're like, well, uh, it's not. You know, there's, there's so many, <laughs> it's yeah. not that easy a question. But when I ask them in return, they're always like, George Carlin. So that's the name that pops up a lot.
1: He was incredible, you know. Like, the funniest thing is, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to watch him.
2: Because I mean? he
1: Yeah, because he was such a, he was, like, such a, a strong atheist comedian. That the
2: uh, parents were like, religious.
1: Not just that, but even at school, like, or even, like, in our version oh, of really? Comedy okay. Central, like, you wouldn't get that. Yeah, we had the like silly comedians, you had we had comedians kind of like, I don't know, just like banging their head into a door by accident or just having very, I don't know, like jokes about mother-in-laws and stuff like this, you know, for like for three yeah. hours. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember when I watched, uh, I, I generally remember, Watching a bit of George Carlin's, and then he got cut, and he was like, This is the devil talking, you know, because he was like an over uh, someone tried oh, like, edited it. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and I, I again, I remember being like, Okay, cool, I'm not gonna watch this guy. And then years later, I think I was like 14 or 15, and I hated the world, you know, at that moment. I was like, I hate everyone and everything. Let's watch this guy. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, Yes. Yes, you're so right, yeah. it's true. Um, I'd say,
2: so my parents were really, they were very religious when I grew up. Um, so there was a lot of things that we were kind of shielded from. But then because they were also very creative people, like my dad used to be in bands in the 80s and all this kind of thing, my mom trained as a dancer. Um, they they would let me watch things that were were not really like, the same as the religious stuff we were constantly being taught at the same time. So I remember my dad used to let us watch uh, Drop Dead Fred quite a lot. You know, it was Rick Mayo. No. It's a brilliant film. Definitely watch it. If you haven't Drop yet. Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, but it is very like over-the-top humor. Um, so from that, we, we'd grow up watching like Red Dwarf and The Young Ones and all these these like really
1: over the top like comedy shows. Right. Have you And then go to church on Sunday? (laughs) I I do I I remember like with the the Sunday church, my mom used to used to want to go to church and I would go with her sometimes. Um but the deal was that when there was an Formula One race on, I would stay at home and watch it with my dad. Yeah. So yeah sometimes I'd have to go like two, three Sundays in a row. And then it'd be like, okay, Formula One is back. I'm just going to stay in bed with dad and watch it. Yeah. So you're just
2: constantly waiting for the racing to come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't know what, what was it, but like to us, the, the church was like a four hours, four to five hours.
2: Why? Yeah. Ago, I mean, yeah, like it was
1: probably about the same. Seven, eight in the morning until 12 one midday. Yeah. And it was just a, the, I think as a child, I, I generally, I didn't feel you, you'd go there and it's nice for a little bit. I, I did enjoy it. The thing is I, I did enjoy it for a while. I was elements like
2: elements of the church you enjoyed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I did, uh, you know, I, like they have
2: my nice songs. <laughs> oh yeah. No, the songs were incredible. I, I,
1: I genuinely loved it. I, I was also, um, I used to play, um, basically there was like a, a, this piece of wood that you start hitting. You know, to create like um, it, it was basically to to use a, as a, like a I guess like a background. All right, no, okay, as, so like yeah, a bit of percussion, percussions. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. I used to do I used to do that. Yeah. You know, you'd do like you'd have two like two wooden hammers and you just like hit a piece of wood.
2: Do you not um, think that would have been really triggering for Jesus? <laughs>
1: Like yeah, here comes the t-
2: <laughs> like here, kids. Hammer this bit of wood with these hammers for a bit well, in the celebration I, of your Lord and Savior.
1: <laughs> this is well that, again. I, I, that I feel you know my actually my biggest um, wow moment in my religion in religious ages was when I found out that Jesus actually lived thirty three years. Yeah. In my because in my head I thought that he was born at Christmas. And then he aged 33 <laughs> years between uh, December.
2: Okay. I was going to say, you didn't think they were like nailing a baby to the cross. Like, hey, no, 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 no. It's just,
1: it's just, <laughs> You're a my, bad
2: kid, tiny Jesus.
1: It's it just that like, in my head, I thought, because, you know, because we celebrate Christmas and Easter every year. Yeah. And I was like, so he was born on, cri- on Christmas. Yeah. And then he magically became older <laughs> yeah. until March. And then in March, he got killed and then and then I remember my mom going like you know because every year like he because I was because I remember asking like how come he uh, when did he have this so much time to do all these um
2: yeah
1: you know all the like the the what was the word the magic thing not the magic sorry the the, <laughs>
2: the miracles
1: the miracles yeah I was like when did he have it's time for magic. all these miracles and yeah. my mom was like well he lived for 33 years and I was like shut up it also makes me
2: feel bad though because then you're like Oh, I'm I'm older than thirty three now. What have I achieved? Damn, <laughs> he just like he's gone leaps and bounds over my achievements, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's
1: like well how much Like I don't I have
2: my, my own religion. Fuck Yeah. <laughs>
1: How much? Uh, how many tables have I built? Actually, the thing is, I I do. I'm a carpenter. I put actually, together
2: a flat pack from IKEA, so that counts. Okay, okay yeah. So that's it.
1: You you yeah. You're, or,
2: essentially I built a table. Yeah, you're,
1: you're, that's the thing. You you've got some similar achievements.
2: Yes, we are yeah. on par. I am on par with Jesus Christ right now. <laughs> I guess
1: also the traveling around the world. You know.
2: Yes. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah.
2: True. I mean, I think I got to go to places that Jesus didn't. So. I'm yeah. pretty sure he wasn't in like LA. That so. No, I don't think he went to LA. He probably didn't go to Australia or any of those places.
1: No, I kind of, I, I, I genuinely wish, you know, cause they, uh, when you see those photos of like Jesus and he's like, is is just a white guy, you know? And sometimes I wish they did yeah. like versions rather than with him being like a, a different, I, I wish they did accents. Cause I'd love to like hear like an Aussie Jesus,
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to think what, what, what's, what's the thing that Jesus or, would look, say. Like, like All right, a, lads, come on, I've yeah. got these fish, I've got these lives, let's get this carried.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, like that's what imagine. Oh, hello, Jake.
2: Uh, Jake yes, yeah? This is Jake, yeah. See, my dog really wants to be involved.
1: Oh, hello, Jake. Oh, he looks so cute. He doesn't
2: have much to say, but he will. Uh,
1: that's okay. He, he'll he, just
2: sit on camera for a while. His, his
1: presence um, Helps he's,
2: out. He's gifting with his presence right now. You Maybe you're, you're the dog, Jesus. Don't <laughs> maybe, let it get to your head.
1: Maybe he, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe he, he heard his name too many times and he was like, oh, I got to... Yeah, gotta, what's that happening? Someone's <laughs> calling, yeah, someone's calling for me. So your name um, is
2: Jake, not Jesus.
1: No, but like, generally, like, you no, know, think about it like, a, again, like a, like a Scouse Jesus, like a Mancunian <laughs> Jesus, you know? I, I want like a Peter yeah. K. Jesus, you know? I want like like a Bolton guy.
2: Oh God, Jesus with a Bolton accent. Yeah. I, like even Geordie would be, not would be good. I mean, yeah. what, what is the accent that would suit Jesus the most out of all of the, the regional accents of Ooh,
1: England? Is it, oh, England, just England. Uh, Oh, I reckon it will be, it will be Birmingham. Oh, Brumidi. Not Jesus. because, <laughs> not, not because I like it, but because they do have. Uh, again, they they have like loads of factories around there, right? And they have yeah, yeah, like the, the industry, the industrial area is quite big. Yeah. Or it could. Was he into
2: be... industry though? I thought he was quite anti-industry.
1: No, because he was a carpenter.
2: He, yeah, true. Was either, but he also either... like flipped tables in the temple didn't he? Oh,
1: that's and they true. And they're like yeah. selling. Yeah.
2: everyone's like jesus was all about peace and love and it's like do you not remember when he flipped a bunch of tables and made a whip
1: <laughs> no I, I do i that, that's the, the thing where i you know because you because we, we still read the old testament and then you have the new testament yeah and in the um, it was crazy because as a kid we learned only the new testament
2: oh right okay and so when you read the old testament you're like wait there's a prequel
1: yeah, yeah, but that's that's because you learn, like, oh yeah, he's like he's loving kindness, you know. And you're like, you know, love thy neighbor, and and yeah. then and then they go like, oh, by the way, guys, this is another book, which is yeah. actually the first one. And yeah, and I, I was mean, like,
2: if if there is a god, he is the most successful serial killer. Uh, <laughs>
1: i i generally, yeah i i was
2: he kept just killing people <laughs>
1: yeah and they were like oh yeah so he didn't like those two cities so he just flooded them and i was like yeah all right okay that makes uh, that makes oh my god yep. I... <laughs> oh
2: remember this one time he flooded the entire earth apparently and we're like okay cool <laughs> Did you i love have... my neighbor <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you have um do you remember when the uh there was, a, there was a virus um, in uh, 2007, no, 2007 or 2008. Um, there's,
2: there's been many viruses. I know, but there, no, there was None one of them really quite took up, uh, like, as the virus trending went. No, none of them got as far as COVID. It COVID. Well, yeah, because it was always, like, this bird flu, now the swine flu.
1: That's it, the bird flu. it flu? No, yeah. I think it was either the bird flu or it was, like, a pig flu. I, I can't, uh, no.
2: Yeah, the swine flu, and anyway. then I remember like in the 90s there was, uh, the what was it called, the crazy cow
1: one? <laughs> yeah, well, I, not, not the crazy cow, but I think it was, the, the one I, I'm thinking about was the bird flu, and uh, basically when you would go to our hometown, you had to, the car had to go on like uh, a carpet, which had the this sort of like disinfectant, yeah, so you can okay. get into the city, yeah, yeah, it was really, it was really huge, but then we also had uh, flooding, um, oh no! Nice. <laughs> yeah, and and I I remember kind of like just looking at my mom and be like, does Jesus hate us?
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> your parents are turning around like this is because you masturbate. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I like, but again, no. At the time, I I wasn't even that because I think I was like seven <laughs> or eight, you know. And <laughs> and I I remember my dad coming 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 back home and like having those um, the the gummy long shoes things you know that you wear when you're uh, yeah. when it's raining outside yeah and i and i was like what, what what's happening i was like oh it, it's it's uh, it's flooding you know everywhere and uh, luckily we we were at the last on the last floor of a, of a p- apartment building so we didn't go that high
2: ah uh, so you were on high ground just
1: like <laughs> yeah road. but wow. but still i was like oh and i i remember just like looking through the window and i was like yeah i think <laughs> it looks a lot like and what I read. God's <laughs> <Yeah>. pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's such an, a night. Nice, I don't know. I feel like it was very traumatic being raised because I, I don't know to what extent your parents went with the, with the, the religion bits, but sometimes, oh,
2: you, well, <laughs>
1: yeah, because sometimes yeah. I was like, well, you know, I'm following your train of thought and yeah. it looks like this is not good. And they're like, no, no, no. you got to have faith.
2: Yeah, because it was very much a everything will be fixed through prayer kind of a vibe growing up. Because my parents, they they don't like to call it missionaries, but I refer to it as missionaries. Um, Since we, when I was about two years old, my brother would have been about six, we moved to Australia to go and work with a church down there. And then after Australia, we spent like nine months driving around both islands of New Zealand, again, to work with different churches, like using art and creativity to, you know, bring people into the church kind of thing. So it was uh, not the the easiest childhood. But, you know, I got a really great Australian accent impression out of it.
1: <laughs> so well, that was good, you know, the, the accent something. I did, yeah. yeah. It w- worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. I um, no so okay so you because you if you when did you come back to England?
2: We um, came back when I was about seven.
1: 7's okay, and then you you. Besides of like traveling uh, with um, the burlesque work, you're just.
2: Yeah, well, so with um, so I started performing in 2006. It was right at the end of 2006, um, and. I think it was 2008, there was, like, a burlesque resurgence all of a sudden. And uh, I don't know if it was to do with the recession we were having at that time <laughs> that people were like, okay, I can't afford to go on holiday, but I can afford to go and see a show, and it's got tits in it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think around 2008, I started getting asked to, like, go and do shows in I, – I was used to do a lot of shows in Paris – and went to Milan for a company called Voodoo Deluxe down there, and I got asked to perform in L.A. on the Queen Mary. So it was a pretty amazing experience to to be able to go and do all of that stuff. So it kind of happened quite quickly for me, but I was still very young when all this happened. Like I think I was 22, 23 when I went to L.A. Um, So when I went there, I... I don't, I don't know how I was so brave to go and just do that kind of stuff now that I look back because the woman who was meant to pick me up from the airport forgot. Um, so she called her friend and then he picked me up and let me stay at his. Um, and then the woman who I was going to stay with after the, because I stayed, went there for 10 days, the woman I was going to stay with after um, the Queen Mary stint had finished because obviously I was staying on, on the ship as well. Um, she just stopped replying to messages, couldn't get through to her, just no idea. Um, so the guy who'd picked me up from the airport was like, you can stay at mine for a week, but I'm going out of town like after a week. Um, and then I met other people who were like, you can stay at mine. Like, I just made a load of friends who like really looked after me and like, they drive me everywhere. They drive me to all my gigs. Um, and <laughs> like, I don't know how i was so lucky to just like go and do that but then i look back now and i'm like oh my god you, if i knew a 20 year old who was like i'm gonna go to la i don't know anyone there it'll be fine i'd be like are you insane <laughs> I
1: it sounds like <laughs> That's it sounds, insane. Like, the,
2: it sounds
1: yeah. like the plot of like most you know TV shows in like actually early 2000 you know it's like, like Big Bang yeah. Theory and where it's like oh here's Penny she just moved here from Nebraska and it's, it's like yeah well, the doesn't only...
2: know anymore <laughs> yeah
1: you, 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 you came from England but besides of that you know mm-hmm. um, no but I, I agree I think uh, it it it, it kind of like you know tr- transcends a lot even as a comedian because I know do you gig outside of Liverpool uh, and Manchester like often or do you usually do no.
2: It's, no. it's stay quite uh, quite northwest, was it really? Um, it's just thinking of mainly because I'm still trying to build um, on what I've got, and I think like one of the great things about Liverpool, it's one of those towns where you know if you've if you're successfully doing comedy in Liverpool, you know you've got a good set because it can be like it's an audience that will let you know what it thinks uh, yeah. in the best possible way, really. Because if you've just got nothing but easy audiences who laugh at every single tiny little thing then you're never going to progress whereas in Liverpool you, you'll you have people who will like it, even give you notes afterwards <laughs> whether you want them or not <laughs> oh
1: no I, I do I do I love that so much when yeah uh, when I used to go and I, I I would get feedback and or like actually I remember sometimes I would I would do a joke and it wouldn't land well and I would be like oh god Yeah, yeah. But there's some
2: nights where a joke will land really well, and then you do it the next night, and it doesn't land at all, and it's just it it, like comedy is subjective. What people find amusing is subjective. So,
1: yeah, true. I think I my my biggest uh, thing is I I don't do the joke now anymore, anyway. But yeah, um, I was not the joke, but like the set because you, I basically I, I did realize that my comedy really in the last year. It really depended, it was really dependent to how I felt because yeah. when I felt really good, actually I wasn't writing much, but when I felt bad and miserable, I was writing a lot, but it was really either dark or it was just like heavy humor, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I remember <laughs> I did a, I did a, this gig in, um, in crystal palace. And I really enjoyed it. Um, and they were enjoying it as well, like the crowd. But then I had the, I can't even remember what, what, was I talking about? And I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, a bit like Jesus. And, and, <laughs> and then you could see like these, like there was a group of like three, like, um, middle-aged men, you know, yeah. and you could just see their face. They, they just stopped smiling straight away. And I was like, Oh God, oh,
2: that's it. Yeah, but yeah. And,
1: it just threw me off and I was it, you know? Um, but no, I, I, the only reason I ask is I actually, I think because you did mention that you drive, um, around uh, places now is that you wouldn't notice it as much, but I do feel like, you know, sometimes I, I'd go to like a town to do a gig. Yeah. And literally like the only thing that I know is that I've got an email or like I've got an Instagram message saying you've got a five minute spot here, which is, most I like, usually am paid anyway. And I traveled two hours there and I got a postcode, but nothing yeah. else. And I'm, just, you know, and i <laughs> like, like, where well,
2: am I on the bill? What, who else is on anything? As well like, as, is
1: this legit? Because like, I have no idea if this is actually like a thing. And, and I, I agree with you. I think if you, if uh, I, I know that I agree, I, I see your point where. I don't know if you were to not think that, okay, I'm going to LA for the work. And then, yeah. you know, cause when you have that drive, I guess you, you don't really see the things. Cause now when I look back like, sometimes when I actually get home from gigs, I'm like, where the fuck am I? The next train is in <laughs> 35 minutes, you know, yeah. and you just wait in like a dark train station. And I'm like, Oh, this is, yeah. this is like, so, sad.
2: I so, think for the first 14 years of doing burlesque i didn't drive i only learned how to drive i like passed my test um about four months before covid came in so oh, i was wow. like i'm driving now and i'm doing motorways and i'm like starting to feel comfortable with this and it was like lockdown uh, ah shit um so i'd do the whole like getting the train everywhere traveling to places where you're like i don't know who i'm meeting and like sometimes you'd fly to a whole new country and be like i hope someone's picking me up from the airport like you just don't know know what's happening but you
1: you were saying about the 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 lady that didn't like forgot to pick you up or like
2: yeah that that was fucking (coughs) scary i just sat in lax and just cried and this couple that had been sat next to me on the flight were like are you okay? Like, do you need somewhere to stay? Are you all right? And I was like, someone's coming to get me, but thank you so much. (laughs) But then there's like, on the other hand, there's, uh, I went to Zagreb and did a, a gig in Croatia in years and years ago. And the guy who they'd sent to pick me up from the airport, I got there and he was like, you're from Liverpool, aren't you? I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you know Howard and Carl? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> so it was like I'd flown to a whole new country, and he was like, I know, your friends, and it was like, okay, wow, all right, small world, you know. Wait, hang so, on a minute, wait,
1: so he, who's Harold and Carl?
2: So Harold and Carl, um, Carl is, his stage name is Carl Comover, and he used to be in a band called Dr. Comover, who were like this really... Sort of grimy um, '60s surf garage kind of band. Right, okay. Um, okay and they used okay. to run a show called the Go Go Cage here in Liverpool that I performed at a lot when I started performing burlesque. And uh, Howard used to like run the projections, and he's quite quite artsy guy that you always see around town. And they're the kind of people that they know everyone, but I didn't expect them to know people in like entire ass different
1: countries. <laughs> no, that, that, that sorry, because to me for a second, it was like one of those things where, you know, I tell people, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm from Romania. And they're like, yeah. oh, I have loads of friends from Romania. Do you know yeah. my friend Alex? And I'm like...
2: And you're just like... What? <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I know all 1.4 million people called Alex.
2: Yeah, um, so oh, is that I, whole with like but... Australia as well it? like oh my, my cousin lives in Australia. Do you know them? And it's like yeah, yeah a lot of people live there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah it's it's a it's a city with two people, and I was one of them. So of course yeah. I know the other. Yeah,
2: yeah, I oh, it's a giant country, but I know all five people who live on it. Like... <laughs> minute,
1: so it was it was Croatian.
2: No, he was from England, and um, he'd moved over to live in Croatia.
1: Oh!
2: Um, so all of the people who were running the event were from the UK, right? But they ran this. Uh, it was like a prohibition-style party, and it was a, a really because I was I was literally there for twelve hours, and that included. Uh, getting from the airport, doing a show, sleeping over uh, in the hotel, and then going back to the airport again. So it was was a really, really short trip. Wow! But the entire trip was just mad. Like, it was a really weird trip that was, like, really exciting. Um, It was a Valentine's Day show in Croatia, so there was snow everywhere, and it looked really beautiful. And they had, like, driver's from a company, like, so after that guy had picked me up in the airport, he dropped me at the hotel so i get ready, and then they'd sent a driver to pick me up and I got talking to him while he was driving me over to the, the venue and um, he was like, I, I, you know I, I actually own the company I own the um, the, the driving company uh, I just, my, my driver said he was sick, so I just thought I'd do it myself and it turned out he used to be a professional footballer for the Kaiser Chiefs um, oh, in South <laughs> Africa.
1: What's that? In South Africa. Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and he just bought like moved to Croatia, bought a, a like a, a car service, ended up driving me <laughs> himself. And he was just dead nice. And then I was at the gig and there was like all these Croatian celebrities who I didn't know they were. And then I met this like uh, three guys from England, so I was like, cool, I'll chat to them. Like, you know, one of them had spoken to me about a show that he went to see in Leeds. I was like, oh, I do that show quite a lot, actually. So we got chatting for a while, and then someone walked behind me and was like, that's Depeche Mode, and just carried on. And I was just like, what? <laughs> they were there to do a show the next day, so they had come to, to this event in Croatia. Um, so it was just weirdness after weirdness. Uh, and then they took us back to the hotel. And it was this really beautiful, like, little boutique hotel that was owned by this lovely couple. And the next morning, when we got up, they, like, popped a bottle of champagne for us. And we were, like, giving us champagne breakfast. And then one of the, one of the owners, like, took a shine to me. And he was like, come with me. So he gets me. He takes me around the corner to this, like, cafe and starts, starts talking to this woman. For a bit, and then she's like, Oh, okay. She just turns to me and just starts seeing like opera perfectly in my face, <laughs> like in this little cafe. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is really weird. Like the whole the whole 12 hours that I was there was just really, really surreal. <laughs> it was just like a fever dream of a trip. Uh and then they got us back to the airport. They flew one of them. One of the organizers back with me to London, she went to a cash point, got the cash out for my fee, just gave it to me, and was like, Thank you, bye. And that was it. I was just like, Wait, just so that in was. In the middle of uh, London with just like a big wad of cash, just being like, Okay, that happened. <laughs> that all happened. That was insane. So.
1: Nice. God, yeah. okay. So, wait, so you, because you, you went to Croatia and then you got paid when you get back to London yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah that's i i feel um yeah that's i don't know i i think any any sort of arts is just incredible um, yeah yeah sometimes i uh, i think the only thing that i yeah it, it's it's unreal yeah it's no, a good story, you, you don't it's get a, you
2: don't get those kind of experiences like unless you're you know doing all this creative mad stuff that we that we all do, yeah. Uh, but then you you've got that worry of when you're like, oh, this one time you feel like people must be like, oh, she is full of shit. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I do. Like you worry that people think you're lying because you're like, I know it sounds insane, but that really is <laughs> all these things
1: I, did happen. I, I think I, I do. It did happen a couple of months ago. Actually, I think at the beginning of the summer, I was going to to Battersea to do like a private gig. For yeah. for like this uh, someone's birthday, and I was just going through my set in in my head, and I was like, you know, because I'm still like I haven't done many. I mean, I've, I've done like a handful of private star gigs, so mm-hmm. you kind of like want to. It's hard to prepare because you you want to get some material that's like relatable. So yeah. I was going through bits in my head, I was like, oh, what would like a 21 year old would like to hear? <laughs> and uh, and this, this this like ladies, we were in a bus, and these ladies just they start talking about owning a shiwi. No, as in
2: like, yeah. obviously,
1: yeah. They, they, no, no, as in like, they all shared the shiwi, but everyone okay, of there them, wasn't
2: a communal shiwi. Yeah, <laughs> but they had like, they were like four,
1: there were four ladies, three of them had a shiwi, one didn't, didn't understand what it is. So mm-hmm. then, obviously, and they they were loud. They were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you don't know what a shiwi is!" And this lady, she just pulled her phone out, and I imagine she googled or she searched <laughs> for a shiwi, and she started yeah. showing the other because, and again, I was sitting opposite from them, so it's was hard for me to not yeah you know,
2: it was like, just, but listen. she was probably invested in the conversation by that point like yeah. what is and her reaction she, gonna be
1: and she was like oh yeah yeah of course of course like the one of those that you take at festivals and I was like mm. is there? and you see the thing is sometimes because I, I remember um, I got to the gig and I met one of my 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 comedy I can't remember who he was but I, I know that we we met before and we gigged quite a bit and he was like how's it going and I was like this, is, this happened to me just now. I, I, I really don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and he looked at me as in, like, are you trying new material on me? And I was like, no.
2: Yeah. That's, no, that, that is a problem when you have comedy friends and you meet up for the first time in a while. You do sort of end up slipping into a bit of, like, this could be a joke, this could be material, but then...
1: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I was like, how... I would never expect walking into a conversation with, so yeah, and uh, again, they were they were very proud about their, um, by the way, this episode is sponsored by
2: um <laughs> <laughs> I look no, forward it's... to receiving my Sheewe in the post. Yeah, I, don't, I, was, I, was I haven't say... got one, I haven't used one, but in um, during COVID, when everything was like locked down and everyone was allowed to have walks and nothing else, I really embraced the outdoor week.
0: How yeah, I really
2: had to embrace it because I was just like, Do you know what, if I'm going to be in the park walking for a, an hour and that's my only allocated time to be outside, I'm probably going to need to pee at some point.
1: I, yeah, I think I, I remember my mom once we were at like a barbecue and I just remember her falling backwards and um, just, I remember just like, oh, help, help. Yeah. um and again i was i was like a, i was fairly young so i didn't see anything i was, didn't but I, that that's the only thing that i remember so that's why like now i'm i'm still at times because i still don't understand the dynamics or like the biology of like a a, a female body and okay. i just remember you know i just remember going like past those bushes and just see my mom like a like a is it like a turtle just like yeah her back and i was like yeah i don't really understand what's what's <laughs> happening here but i'm not gonna ask any questions i'm just gonna help my mom get up and um yeah i love that a
2: barbecue though just being like just gonna slip into bushes over there <laughs> yeah he was it was no a
1: very, I, I think he was a normal you know he was like a public uh, no public but like a, like a forest thing and you just drive in mm. the forest you park the car somewhere we clean after of course you know we don't yeah but yeah that was it and um what's uh, happening next because obviously you you went out you said that you've got um you have uh, obviously a lot on, on your plate with uh full day job and like full-time yeah. job and then doing comedy and um is yeah. there what was what, the schedule like for this for the new year for you?
2: So, uh, the schedule for the new year, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. Um, I might, I might go to New Zealand for a, uh, a week or so and do a bunch of shows down there. So I've got uh, a comedy friend down in New Zealand. I've got a family down there as well. So going to see if it's possible to get over there and you know, just do a bunch of gigs. Um, well, you know, relaxing very, very, very far away from my day job. <laughs> nice.
1: No, that sounds, sounds amazing. Yeah. And because, wait, so you've got family in New Zealand?
2: Yeah. So my, um, dad's uncle moved out there. Um, so we've got like second cousins. Mm. Yeah. So there's some, I haven't seen them in like 30 years. So, you know, it would be good to like go out and see them. Um, yeah. Um, meet their meet their children and um, probably not invite them to see any of my shows though because like although I don't really know them that I don't think I know them well enough because although it's that weird thing of um, when you're on stage you feel fine telling a, a room full of 500 strangers like the most intimate things Um especially like in my comedy is can get quite you know, out there and there's a lot of <laughs> details that, you know, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable like sharing with my parents or my family one-on-one. Um, so I did used to, like, in my very first set, I talked about um, having OCD. So but the form I had was, like, intrusive thoughts. So, it, you know, it's like you, if you're talking to someone and there's a voice in your head that's like, what if you just punch them? What would happen? That kind of like
1: I do, yeah. I do get, yeah.
2: yeah, I think everyone gets like some element of it, but when you've got it with OCD, it's like that that thought starts to become all consuming and it's like it starts to shout louder and louder in your head, like just do it, just do it, just do it. Yeah, so um, I used to have a whole set about that, but I would have a, a joke in the set, um, about that it really irritated me when people told me they had OCD because they had to always wash their hands or they like things neat and tidy, you know, that kind of pseudo OCD that a lot of people claim to have. And I'd be like, Oh, right. Okay. Well, have you ever had the completely unwanted unshakable thought of sucking your dad's dick? And my dad came to (laughs) see So, um, I did that joke at Hot Water a few times, um, and then my dad came to see me do stand up at Hot Water. And obviously, all the staff and everyone that I knew there were like, Are you doing that joke? Are you going to do that joke? And I was like, Yeah, I'm going to like, yeah, do the joke. That's so like, it's, yeah, he knows, it's fine. Like, I've, I've pre warned him that this is going in my set. Um, so I did that joke, and then I went, and He's here by the way, <laughs> and pointed to my dad. and everyone was like, Ha ha ha! That's just another joke because it's an older gentleman in the audience. Until they saw me talking to him in in the break, and started asking me like, "Is this really your dad?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my dad." (laughs) Like, I I I think it's fine. My my dad's fine with the stuff I say on stage. Like he's seen it and he's he's like gets it. I mean, he's probably at points is like, "Oh, i didn't want to know that about my daughter," kind of thing, but. I would never say any of that in front of my mum oh. like I, would, I never I would never let her watch me do comedy. And she's quite annoyed about that. <laughs> she's quite upset that I won't let her watch it, but I just I know that she wouldn't quite get the intention.
1: I feel like um, you it makes sense because you know um, yeah. to me, I think and also after you started doing comedy. Yeah. It's in my head. I I already know, like sometimes when someone says, like sometimes I hear some stuff that could potentially be traumatic and I'm like, it's it's hard to tell. Uh, Is this, a joke or is this real? Because you know that there is like, again, yeah. there is, there is fair, fair, again, there is a fine line. There is something that I, I, I make up and it's absolutely, it's not real at all. It's just like, yeah. again, it was just like the beginning of a thought that I had, which is analytic, you know? And, but I think, um, I don't know, I was actually going to ask you now. Um, uh, I post videos sometimes and the thing is my, yeah. uh, My mom and dad, unfortunately, I lost them, uh, a while ago. So I, they, they've never had a chance to see me do, uh, comedy, but I do get, uh, like aunties or like my, my sister liking me and they, but they they don't speak (laughs) English and my okay yeah
2: just supporting again yeah and i I think i like that you're doing this but i don't know what this is
1: (laughs) i i do find it because like i i had a, a joke and actually one of my my bits which i haven't done for a while but it was about you know um i grew up religious i i'm not religious anymore i um However, like there is in in the back of my head, there is like some sort of fear that afterlife is really a thing. Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily that I'm scared of afterlife; You just scared, I'm just scared that what if I die, I go to hell, and then I have to hang out with my family again.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> and, is a big worry.
1: And yeah. <laughs> my my auntie commented with like a basically like like someone like holding like a massive heart you know like one of those like cute little you know oh, no. and i gen- like a part of me was is she being sarcastic or is <laughs> she
2: is this a passive-aggressive heart yeah. being held by some hands?
1: <laughs> I, sometimes, because I, I posted one the other day as well, where um, I posted one about like, oh, living with like uh, borderline personality disorder, and it was about me going like, oh, I cry inside a lot, and then, and then yeah. she she replied with a sticker which was a, a th- like a someone just like showing the thumbs, but the thumbs just going like getting like <laughs> massive
2: okay and, So she's like i like your yeah, bpd like, yeah. like, congrats on the bpd like, yeah, like, I, I don't
1: i don't know if i necessarily because yeah like I, I, it's 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 very i feel like mark meron where he goes like you know i love my mom but i'm not in love with her you know and that's that's what i yeah. feel like sometimes when like my sister messages me or like when someone in the family sees my videos so i'm not necessarily yeah. um yeah, no, I'm not going, I'm not to, to that extent, but I do have uh, quite a few bits about like my mom lying and stuff. And uh, yeah, I, again, like, in one hand, I'm glad they don't speak English. I think.
2: <laughs> you've got like a bit of a, a savior there almost. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, what does like, this mean? You've
2: no idea what's happening. Yeah. in this set. Like, cause I know when, when my mom asks me how my stand up is going, she asks quite frequently, like, do you talk about me? are you really horrible about me on stage what do you say about me on stage and like until recently I didn't actually mention one 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 stage really like it wasn't it wasn't a subject that I referred to um although she's she contains multitudes um so I did however I have had a new joke recently because I've, I started um antidepressants about um well three or four weeks ago, so the second time gang, being on gang, them. Gang, gang, um, Yeah, medication gang. Um, and I do have a joke about, like, I feel so much better being on them now. The only issue I've got is the uh, guilt because my mum worked really hard on that. <laughs> and it's, you know, I worry that she'll see that and she will take it very personally rather than seeing it as it's a joke. It's a relatable joke that people will get. Um, yeah. I like that with that joke, people take a moment where they're like, huh? Oh, um, and then it clicks like a second later. So you don't get an immediate laugh with that one. You just get like a, a realization. A real, yeah. First.
1: I, um, again, yeah, like, like mom didn't uh, didn't see me do stand up. But I do remember the, the first time when I... I was kind of... I was in a... a Basically, the first time I've ever called for, like, help. Yeah. I I called, like, a support line, and then um, I ended up uh, actually speaking with, um, like, a... a Kind of... I don't know. It was, like, a guidance now sort of thing, where it's, like, just a very... Yeah. Some sort of, like, therapist very quickly to, you know, talk about stuff. And then then the, 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 the... I can't even remember. The person on the phone, they were, like you know maybe you should um you know maybe you should you you should tell someone that you trust cuz i i yeah. I'd never i didn't come, come out about like my my depression by then i didn't come out about like my my thoughts my ideation etc um and then i thought you know what i'm going to do i'm going to i'm going to call my mom for that's that's going to be really really that's going to be healthy and i call yeah. my mom and um and and again bless her i I told her i was like mom i think you know apparently i might have depression and my mom just started crying and she was like yeah she was like oh no what have i done
2: oh shit (laughs) yeah
1: and i was like uh nothing i mean
2: yeah it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's within my brain yeah I was like <laughs> no no you, it's you've done wrong. <laughs> yeah and and
1: and, and I, I remember at some point I was like is look looking back at it I was like that that was such a sweet thing you know and like I again I love her so much and I care for her um and I miss her very much but the, yeah. at, at one point I was like okay let's go back to me
2: because mm-hmm. yeah. we we like, anyway continuing with what i was trying to yeah, say like, like,
1: it was the, uh, part of my uh, i was in one hand like oh my god i need to like t- let my mom know that i'm fine that you know it's not yeah. but then i was also like mom i called you to tell you that i have depression let's mm-hmm. have a chat about me yeah. and she's like no why, why why and yeah i think with the um, yeah, no, it, I I can't, you see this thing, a part of me wishes I could see my, my parents do, but I don't think I would have the, the courage, because I do, I have a love-hate relationship with my dad, and sometimes I call out yeah. my mom for things, you know, on my, my set, so I don't know if they were around, if I would have the courage to do it, because I'm like, you know, I can't really uh, upset really. them, yeah, yeah, because I'm, yeah. you know, like, I call my mom a liar, and, you know, she can't fight now, you know, she can't you know yeah yeah, like the same with my my dad i'm like oh yeah my dad did this and i I did i don't like him for that but he's he's not like he's going to reply so i feel like i i have like a very it's a pathological um fear of fighting that i'm just gonna wait for people to die before i start writing material (laughs) about them yeah
2: just, so you're like at the funeral with your
1: notes yeah yeah just oh, right okay. what else <laughs> so this is what, what else
2: happened. yeah this is also good <laughs> yeah i'm
1: gonna be like the worst version, in this. the worst version yeah. of like eminem you know i'm just gonna instead of dissing people uh while they are like coming up artists i'm just gonna diss dead people
2: yeah like, yeah Post this is eminem.
1: yeah well that's that's probably my my thing my jam from now on but um <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been so, so nice chatting with you and, yeah, um, you good luck with the comedy.
2: Thank you very um, much. So, yeah, good luck so, with the podcast. Crossed, you'll be able to see me around in places. Like, I do keep meaning to get down to London again sometime. So I will give you a shout. Well, next no, time definitely.
1: Wellness. Good luck. I think, uh, if you're bringing the podcast back as well, good luck with that too.
2: Uh, fingers crossed. I can get back on it because I've got an amazing two part story that's already written. Um, which is, the? it's like, the the story is so epic, it has to be a two-parter, and I really, I think it could be a movie, it's such an amazing story, so I'm going to work on bringing it back.
1: Well, there you go.
2: Yeah, so it's Cabaret Darlings, history of uh, various different cabaret and burlesque performers who's, like, basically wanted to tell stories that might get lost to time, otherwise.
1: That sounds good.
2: Yeah, so there is one episode, like, if if anyone's like, where should I start? There are already some episodes out. Um, there is one about Yada, who is a blessed dancer who may or may not have been involved with the plot to assassinate JFK. Yeah, so again, that's an amazing, amazing story, so... Yeah, your face you're like what yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, yeah. i am did not expect yeah I,
2: <laughs> exactly I, I, uh, yeah I did, I did not think i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna think about jfk uh t- today <laughs> 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 yeah i thought it was just the roman empire that i'm obsessed with
2: oh yeah you and every other guy no, <laughs> i did not, actually, I'm actually have not. a guy tell me recently like out of the blue. I do think about the Roman Empire a lot, and I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> I haven't seen this trend. I was oh, like, "I don't know, okay. know what you're on about."
1: I, I kinda, I've seen it
2: now, but I was just like, "What?" <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm more of a Greek mythology kind of kind of guy. Right, yeah, okay. but I, um, yeah, no Roman Empire, which is funny though, because I, I am a descendant of the, because I'm Romanian, so it's actually like, yeah, yeah we were take anyway. Um, no this was it was incredible when you're when you're back uh, when you're back yeah when, you, when you're around London uh, let us know and yeah, uh, yeah I'd love to have you in, uh, in the studio when we're all set as well for another because yeah. I feel like again we can I uh, feel
2: like we've got a lot more that we yeah, can talk about yeah exactly <laughs> I,
1: I really wanna I have as I'm about to end this I have loads of questions that are just like coming in my head I'm like we gotta address this and we're
2: gonna be getting loads of messages now like can I ask? Yeah. Can <laughs> bring me back.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I have way more weird, weird, weird stories to share. <laughs> Thank
0: you for listening. And, um, yeah, Merry Christmas if you're celebrating. Otherwise, have a good week. Stay skillful and um yeah, just look after yourselves. All the best. Bye.